You're listening to the Christian Single Moms Podcast. This is the Christian Single Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Donnelly, founder of Agape Moms, and I'm happy that you could join me for this episode. Here on the podcast, we emphasize discovering you on the journey through. And what that means to me is I believe that every single mom can discover a life of peace, of power, and of purpose. And I believe that she can do it right through the things that God is carrying her through in her season as a single mom. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about discipling your children. And this is a subject that's kind of difficult when you're parenting on your own. We already know that parenting alone has some challenges, but then having to be the spiritual leader in your home might be something that you feel either unqualified or uncomfortable with doing. And I know we kind of come from all over the map with this, but some of us may have had a partner in the home in the past who had done all of this for us, and so we're not really sure about where to start. Or we may have grown up in a home where we felt that it was the father's job to do these things, and now there's not a father available in our kids' lives. And then on the other side of this, when it comes to feeling unqualified, we may just feel like in our own spiritual journey that we don't have all the answers and we don't exactly know how to help our kids with addressing really heavy issues that they may have when it comes to their relationship with God, especially as it relates to some of the things that they have stepped through in their young lives. My guest for this conversation is Elizabeth Lee from Ministry to Parents. And in this conversation, we talk a little bit about some tactics of things that we can do to be more consistent when it comes to discipling our kids, but then also how we can become more confident. And one of the things I enjoy about Elizabeth's approach is the understanding that we are growing spiritually at the same time as our kids, and that when we prioritize that growth though that there may be times that we feel like we don't know the answers or we're not really sure what we should say, that our kids do see our example and that it can stir their faith as well as we're kind of walking this out alongside of them. I have to be honest, in my season as a single mom, dealing with my own emotional issues and feelings of loneliness and things like that has detracted a little bit from my discipling of my kids. And as I've gone through and learned more about where loneliness comes from and what I'm doing that's actually making the problem worse, it's helped me to not only feel better, but to refocus my energy really where I want to back on my kids. And so what I've done over at agapemoms.com forward slash quiz is I've created a quiz called What's Your Loneliness Type? And when you take that quiz and it takes just a couple of minutes, you have the ability to start identifying some patterns of thought and behavior that might be contributing to really deep long-term feelings of loneliness. But then you also get some suggestions on some solutions and how you can make changes to start looking at things in a new way. If you'd like to start on that quiz, it's agapemoms.com forward slash quiz. I'd like to give you some background on Elizabeth Lee and Ministry to Parents. Ministry to Parents is a company that was founded by Jeremy and Elizabeth Lee, and they offer churches and organizations done-for-you digital parent resources. 
Elizabeth is a podcaster, blogger, speaker, and owner of Ministry to Parents, and also has recently founded an organization called She Stands Tall to help people heal from church hurt. She holds a Master's of Divinity in Theology and has over 25 years of ministry experience. Jeremy and Elizabeth live in a little country house outside of Nashville, Tennessee, with their two sons. Being that Elizabeth and I both have sons, we kind of dig into some sports metaphors here, but I really did feel like I had such the most encouraging coach in her, and I pray that you will have that same experience with this conversation as well. Here is my conversation with Elizabeth Lee. Elizabeth, I'm really thankful that you're able to join me for this conversation today. Spiritual leadership is something that I have a private Facebook group called Beloved Collective, and it's something that the women and myself are constantly grappling with. How do we lead our kids when our lives haven't turned out the way that we thought that they were supposed to, when we feel like we're going it alone? We might even have an antagonist who might be hurting the way that we feel that our kids should be shepherded. There's all of these questions that are coming up, and I think that you're ministry and the things that you and your husband, Jeremy, are doing to encourage parents just will bring so much light into this place where there feels like there's a lot of confusion. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'd like to know, actually, if you would tell us a little bit about what you and Jeremy are doing with Ministry to Parents and how that kind of got started. Sure. About 10 years ago, both Jeremy and I were on staff at a church. We both had been youth ministers at one point. I was at that time had been a women's minister at a church. And um, he, in being the youth minister, he saw that so many of the kids that continued on in their faith, it wasn't whether or not they were plugged into a church and the youth ministry, it was, did the parent disciple the child? And so the parent is the single greatest influence in the life of the child. So how can the church partner with the parent, not leave the parent out, mm -hmm. especially and specifically the student ministry arena, the children's and the, and the youth. And so 10 years ago, he started the company and with a collaborative group of people, they, for the last 10 years, really helped churches. They created material for youth ministry leaders and children's ministry leaders to give to parents. And I just, I have a heart for moms and a heart for parenting and parenting in the hard, mm -hmm. you know, because it is, uh, you can have a lot of fun with it, but there's just a lot of hard and it's, it's a lot of uh, walking with Jesus in the moment and uh, just talking to him about these kiddos that we've been given to nurture and shepherd. Well, and in the hard, as you mentioned, I think that's the space where we know it takes a little bit of creativity and a little bit of forward thinking to shepherd our kids. But so yes. many of us in our single mom season, we just don't have it. You know, if we're right. stretched mm -hmm. in so many different directions, we're dealing with a lot of emotional things on our own side. And then we're, we're working with our kids and the things that they're going through. We just don't have the ability to think about all of these creative ways. And I like that you and Jeremy have really looked at how you can equip churches to equip us parents so that we don't mm -hmm. have to go through a lot of these steps that a lot of mm -hmm. these materials and things that, that you all have have already done mm -hmm. that legwork for us. Mm -hmm. And the space I'm coming from is that many of us have had some kind of difficulty, even maybe in our own spiritual walk, whether it was prior to becoming a single mom or in the midst of becoming a single mom that make us feel unqualified or make us feel uncomfortable with actually being the one to lead our kids 
or if it was a case where our partner was the one who was doing all of it or much of it, and now that person is gone, that we don't know how to step into that gap. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to know you know, from the way that you look at it and being a spiritual leader in our households, how can we reframe that in our minds perhaps so it doesn't seem so big? It doesn't seem like we have such a huge leap that we have to make right from where we're at right now. <laughs> right. I think that what is beautiful, you talk about the word reframing, right? It's all about in the way that you see yourself and your role that God's placed you in. And here's what's beautiful. When God chose, God creates life, right? And when God chose to, and He could have picked any year to have given you the child that you have. He could have picked the 1800s, the 1200s. He could have picked if 2030 is going to be around, right? He could have picked any of that, mm-hmm. but He picked their birth date. He picked the, that day to send them into the world, and He could have picked any mom, mm-hmm. any mom, anywhere in the world, and He picked you right? Mm-hmm. And just because you walk through a divorce, that, that's, that is an end. That's not over. And that doesn't disqualify you. It's like, girl, you it's still game on. And mm-hmm. that your role is still on the team and you still got that role. And just because the other person on the team decided to take the jersey off or however it went down, mm-hmm. it, you're still on the team yeah. and you still have the ball, you know, and you still playing basketball. I'm, the athlete in me comes out with the word pictures. But, <laughs> I like your you know, metaphors. Like, hey, right. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm totally, I'm, I'm seeing the bench. Is. I'm seeing all of it. <laughs> okay. You get it. Yeah. So it's like, you don't say, oh, I don't have this teammate. I got to go put myself on the bench. No, girl, like you get out there and you rock your stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and what's beautiful is when he calls us into parenting, he equips us for the road. And, and that is, that's hard because that's trusting and that's working through our own stuff that we bring into parenting from our past. And it's also personality dynamics. There's so much at play when it comes to parenting, but it starts the fundamental. We talk about reframing our mind. Man, that fundamental foundational belief is that I am not disqualified. This is the role God has called me to. And it's time to lace up my shoes, put on my cleats, get on, let's get out there and let's accept the role that we have, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that though. And especially mm-hmm. giving that sports metaphor, it's like, Mm-hmm. But yeah, lace up your shoes. Like you're still on the court. Mm-hmm. Like you have a place mm-hmm. on that court. Mm-hmm. And maybe even that the challenge makes you, you know, you maybe feel like you have to catch up. Like maybe you're the score's down a little bit, but down, the game's right. not over, right? I love this. We can no, it's on not. Not until the buzzer. Not until it's like <laughs> game or that's right. Not until the buzzer goes off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I think though, too. There, I think there's a maybe as a lot of us have grown up though, if some of us have grown up in church, it's this sense that the male is supposed to be the figurehead there. And so it feels, aside from being unqualified, it may even feel that just something feels uncomfortable or off about that. Or Mm -hmm. we've never, or maybe unbiblical might be the term somebody would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, how do you think we peel some of that back? Sure. Great, great question. Um, I had a, I have a spiritual mentor. Well, two, there are a couple in Arlington, Texas. And early on, I had asked them about that because growing up in more of a, uh, what I would consider a fundamentalist environment, it was kind of like uh, male, male, male. And so I, I didn't even think I had a role, you know? And mm-hmm. so um, I had some, a spiritual mentor couple out of Arlington, Texas, Ed and LaRue Lamance. And 
I just asked him, I was like, teach me about the spiritual role. What does that look like? And uh, it was against some metaphors and word pictures here, but it's, it's like you're on the team with the Jersey. And what's beautiful in the spiritual world is it's, you both are leaders, you both are leaders. You both just have different seats on the bus. Mm-hmm. And so if for some reason something takes place and you don't have the teammate anymore, you still have your role on the bus. Mm-hmm. And here's what's beautiful is that when God calls you to, to be the leader of the home, um, and you think about, as we know, being Christ followers, there's an enemy there, God's enemy. And if he's mm-hmm. coming at your family, if the, the husband who was in front of you fighting on behalf, not there, well, then that's you. And you get to step into that role and God's in front of you. He never goes anywhere because he is faithful and he's reliable and he is going to be there. And so you have him in front of you and then it's you. And so you get it, you get to step into that role and, and you're in that role until whatever he takes place. If it goes back into another marriage, then okay, you begin to work on that. But if not, you step into that role. Mm-hmm. But you still, even in marriage or not in marriage, you still have the spiritual leadership piece of leading your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's a calling that it's a calling that he equips for. And if we feel overwhelmed, that's so normal. And that's so natural. Why? Because we're being called into a supernatural position and Mm. place. Being a parent Mm -hmm. is supernatural, right? Because it's God-given. God creates life and He handpicked us. And so if we're overwhelmed as moms, that's normal Mm. because... If, if we're like, man, we got this, like, you know, we got this and we're so good at this that we don't need Jesus, mm-hmm, right? right? But the point is that we're supposed to need him because mm-hmm. it's in the needy, right? In the needy is where he shows up and he loves that we're needy. We don't annoy him mm-hmm. with our needs. Mm-hmm. He is kind and affectionate and a good listener. And, and he wants to know our hearts because he's a good parent. Yeah. And that's how parents, that's how he parents. And so it's a supernatural calling. So therefore we have to step into it. It's going to be overwhelming until we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for him, he set the joy before him, scorning the shame, you know, and we just follow him and we fix our eyes on him. And then I love that that there's an old hymn called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Mm -hmm. look full in his wonderful face and the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And so the stuff just falls away when I've got my eyes on Jesus and the world and other uh, people may say, you know what, you're, you're disqualified. Not true Mm -hmm. because that's not what Jesus says and what Jesus stands, Jesus says goes right. And it stands and his word isn't return void. And, and he's called me, he's called me to be a parent then he's called me to step into that role Mm. and he's going to give me what I need, but no way are are we disqualified. No way are you disqualified. If the, what is deemed as the spiritual leader, if that steps out, then step into that role and and God will be your, your husband. God will be the one who guides you and he will be the father, you know? Yeah. You know, and I think where we put the weight on ourselves is to use your word picture. We think we're supposed to be driving the bus. And God's the one driving the bus. We're on it. We're in the same spot, right? We might have to, you know, have a slightly different role than we had before, but God is always the one driving that bus. bus. If we think about our basketball team there, you know, God is the coach. He always has been, you know? So it was like, and it's so relieving because he's got the plan. That's right. Like I don't have the pressure anymore to come up with this plan. Now that can be overwhelming, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and then on the other side of that, it's how, 
how can I accept my responsibility on the team? Yeah. If you said, okay, the, the seats have shifted a little bit. Yes. We're going to have to sit in the awkward with God right. and go, okay, my seat just got shifted. What's my role here? Like, right. Because we partner with Him, right? So yeah. we're, what, what, what do I need to accept responsibility for? You right. know, it's it's always a team. Yeah. yeah. It's that you may, I'm just, I love sports metaphors. I'm sorry. I'm going to geek out on this. But it's <laughs> like, you know, you just think like, okay, maybe you were the center before and now you're the quarterback. And there is, yes. like you, except yes. that there is some weird in that for sure. There is a sure. huge gap of, yeah, something has shifted. It's different, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you can learn the skill set. God being the coach, God being the one who's in right. in giving you the equipment and everything that you mm-hmm. need in that. That if we start there, and I think as you, I love that you mm-hmm. said parenting is supernatural because I think what happens a lot of times in situations in our life in the past, however our life looked before, we felt like we had it way more under control than we actually ever did. And yes, so we kind of yes. thought, oh, I take my kids to church or I'm doing these really you know, mm-hmm. fundamental things. Mm-hmm. And then when life shifts, yeah. that shift just kind of knocks us off our, mm-hmm. you know, off our game <laughs> going back mm-hmm. into all of yes. this. <laughs> yes. But, yes. It takes the breath out of us a little bit and yeah. we have to regroup and, 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 and but I in think, that we realize, oh, I didn't have it. I really didn't. And so, yes. and, and I think it's being able to say, actually, you didn't have it before. So you're, mm-hmm. you're not really that as far behind now as you think you are because mm-hmm. you weren't as far ahead before as you thought you were. You're actually closer. To the truth. Oh, that's good. That's so closer to the truth. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. You are so right. Isn't that the goal? Like it's to be in in the truth. Yeah. And the truth is, is that we're needy. The truth is that we we really don't have control at all, and Mm. it is an illusion. If not, sometimes can be an addiction. Yes. And nothing knocks you off. Nothing knocks you off the treadmill of life quicker than trauma. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, it is like a punch in the gut. And it's like, what? You know, it's, but yet at the same time, which would you rather have? And I think sometimes in our humanity, I think I would rather have just been, I'd rather have the illusion of control. It's the right. old school matrix. You know, I'd rather just be able to eat the cherry pie that doesn't really exist. Right. But, be asleep. Um, <laughs> it, yes, yeah. be asleep. Mm-hmm. And, but the the uh, depth, you know, we all hunger for love. Every human being hungers to be loved, and to experience that love will mm-hmm. only come from when we are in the truth of the reality that of okay, control is an illusion. I'm fighting shame, and I have to walk through that, mm-hmm. you know, and that shame doesn't have its place with me anymore when it comes to who Jesus is, my life, and all this rumble, all the things that we have to work through, you know that that that's the place where, where we find that we're loved. Yeah. You know, that's where we get what we're really wanting. (laughs) Well, and when we talk about, you know, the Bible's telling us that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, Hearted. we understand God isn't, his position didn't change as much as ours did. That once we understood that we had a broken heart, that in order Mm -hmm. to get that filled up, then we see that he's so near He's in the same place mm-hmm. he's always been with mm-hmm. us, right? But we mm-hmm. start to see him. We see his nearness when that brokenness mm-hmm. occurs, you know? But well, and we can't we can't find healing for a hurt we're not willing to own. Mm-hmm. 
right? It's like the the little kid that, that, that he may have a splinter all day long, but he can't get help with the splinter if he doesn't acknowledge he has a splinter in his yeah. finger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And Jesus always has the band-aids. He's mm-hmm. always got the little back team. He is ready to go, yeah. you know, but it, it's so vulnerable to come to Jesus. And it, it hurts to acknowledge this person had the power to hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mad that I gave this person the power to hurt me. Yeah. And so sometimes we can avoid talking about our hurts just because, uh, you know, it's just easier sometimes to avoid it in our humanity. But yeah. what's great is, you know, he's near to the brokenhearted and, and he bandages our wounds. Mm-hmm. He bandages them. He is working on them. But I, what I love about Jesus more than any, I mean, I love a lot about yeah, him, but right. <laughs> he doesn't force himself ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that is beautiful. It's always an invitation. Yeah. And so therefore when it comes to our hurts, he is he already knows we're hurt. So he's not going to hurt us more by forcing us to go somewhere we're not ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's an invitation. Mm-hmm. So he invites us. That's why he bandages our wounds, but we come to him and invite him in to heal those wounds. That's right. You yeah. Know? That's mm-hmm. so awesome. Wow. I love mm-hmm. yeah, the depiction that you give there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that vulnerability and that shame because okay. some of where this comes as far as spiritual leadership with our own kids and feeling unqualified or uncomfortable is the fact that maybe we have a little bit of distance with God that we mm-hmm. perhaps have made choices that we knew were not good choices or we've walked a path that we know now hurt us and maybe has hurt our kids and we may feel that shame as you talked about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when it comes to our own spiritual health though that is something that we have to have in place in order to pass on to our kids that if we're not first prioritizing our healing and our spiritual health and those types yes. of things we're not able to give that to our kids. So I know though especially in myself my routine shifted. I had so much more time to do bible studies mm-hmm. and all this spiritual development prior to the season I'm in right now. So knowing that single moms, we're stressed with our time. We don't often feel the the ability to prioritize ourselves. What are some ways that we can start to grow our spiritual health and our spiritual well-being and in turn then promote that healing that then passes on to our kids? Mm -hmm. Good question and um, good thought. What's funny is, I, and we talk about shame and vulnerability, and then I'll come back to mm-hmm. the question there. But I was actually in my uh, talking to my therapist this week about this because one of my personal struggles is shame. You know, I have struggled with toxic shame, and as I'm working mm-hmm. through this with her to find freedom, because it's what Jesus has promised, so it's guaranteed. It's just partnering with Jesus to get there. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I love Hebrews 12 too, where, you know, I just say Jesus despises the shame. He literally looks down on it, it has zero power for him. Right. And he, I, he's in me, I'm hidden in him. So that's truth for me. I just need to figure out how to get to that mm-hmm. truth. Right? right. And so she said, because one of my concerns was I have a 15 year old and a 12 year old, I have, uh, teenage sons. And and so I was like, but I want this healing and, but I'm so nervous because if I want this healing, but I'm, I'm, I want, what about my son who's struggling with shame and how can I help him? And sometimes as a mom, I can put myself on the sideline and it's just, I want to make sure he gets healing and forget about my healing. And she said, actually, it goes the other way around. Mm-hmm. She said, when you, and it doesn't just end when they're 18 and they graduate, right. you know, it'll keep on going as a parent, when you seek healing for yourself it will come through that for your children. Mm. 
So, uh, you know, sometimes we can put the mom, the, the, the kid before there. And, and she just said, remember, keep working with Jesus on your healing and in that he will bring healing to your child. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really good advice that yeah. I can pass on that she shared with me. But, um, when you talk about how to just on the go, like how do you ask, you know, and I think there uh, it's just some really practical steps when you're on the go. If you're spending a ton of time in the car, then it's okay, Jesus, I, I need, I need some teaching. I need some discipling. Would you help me find just a good Bible teacher or preacher who, who speaks you, who speaks intimacy, not legalism, but who speaks love. Mm-hmm. Would you help me find that? And then go, you know what, whenever I go pick up this person at this, time, I'm going to listen to this podcast or this teaching, and this will be my time of discipleship for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once a month, maybe, you know what, is there a, a chance where I need to find, uh, how can I fill my tank emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, right? So it's it's finding that person to pour into us. And if it's on the go, it might need to be, like I said, the Bible teacher, or the podcast, or the preacher, whoever, they disciple you from afar. Mm-hmm. You know, they mentor you from afar yeah. while you're on the go in the car, um, doing drop-off or pickup or whatever. And it's just inviting him into our calendars. Like, okay, would you help me? I've got so much going on. It's not possible for all of this to happen between Monday and Friday. So uh, Jesus, show me where it needs to go. And there are times where you can even in the morning just say, okay, here's the list. Jesus, I give it to you. Now, Spirit, I'm going to ask you to just to show me what do I need to do? And it could be, hey, you need to call this person, you know, and you just, it's like the real practical, intentional, what do I need to do to take care of my body mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. you know, and then emotionally. And, and that could be connecting with someone who's safe you know, and then it could be depending on your personality, um, journal, if you're a journal person of just, I need to get out. This is what I want to say to that person, but I don't need to say it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say it here, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just need to just go off or if you're, you know, need to put it in a, you like to type on your laptop, just, you know, this is what I really want to say to you, but I can't. So I'm mm-hmm. going to type it out right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and then lock that note, <laughs> you know, print it, burn it, delete it, gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, 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 come yeah. back around. Yes. <laughs> but if those are just some practical ways to just on the go and because Jesus isn't locked into that chair at five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's just not how he rolls. And one time he was joking with me because I was needing to do something, go somewhere. And, and I heard, I was like, he goes, we travel. (laughs) And I was like, you so do. That's so good. (laughs) You know, we travel. That's so true. Uh, So it's truly, you know, on the go. It's always, it's always, it's that John 15. That's what that means. Abide in Christ. There's, it's not some formal thing. It's Mm. super practical. Mm. Like when he, Abide. He means straight up when you're in the car, when you're in cr- the grocery store, washing dishes, uh, yeah. washing mm-hmm. dishes, yes. doing the laundry. You know, I think the thing I'm learning in this season too is I tended to be in the past a person who was really organized and structured, did the same thing day after day after day. And as a single mom, I can't anymore. And I sure. think that God's actually shown me the richness in not following a routine and a structure one year. Yeah. It looked like read through the Bible in a year and and digest that in very specific incremental pieces. And then the next year it was like, nope, it's way more of verse of the day kind of stuff in your Mm -hmm. inbox. It's quick and digestible Mm -hmm. because he just knows where I'm at. And Mm -hmm. he's actually, I feel in this season teaching me 
that yes, I'm still receiving that input mm-hmm. from him, but it actually looks more like me getting in the practice of talking to him, as you're saying, talking through mm-hmm. my day. And mm-hmm. that when I say, Lord, I don't know whether I should take on this or this today. And he, I kind of thought yeah. of it as, as procrastination, but actually when I just pause, he shows me. And then it's, it's now more of God off the page. Like I know God in mm-hmm. the Bible, but it's like, no, I'm going to show up in your real life. Page. You know, That's I'm, right. I'm so active. I'm so involved in your real everyday life, even That's down right. to the nitty gritty details of what am I going to do about dinner? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I'll pause here and tell a quick story, but like, I was really stressed mm-hmm. out about, we were in quarantine, COVID, extra mm-hmm. meals I was needing to prep because we weren't able mm-hmm. to Mm-hmm. My kids were not getting picked up and all this kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. it was like, Lord, I, I'm just stressed out by thinking about making extra food. And I mm-hmm. normally would in the morning think about what am I pulling out of the freezer in order to make for in the evening. And what happened this particular day is I was on the phone in the afternoon. It was getting to be like four o'clock. And I still didn't know mm-hmm. what I was going to do for dinner. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess, all right, I'll just, you know, I'm going to get off the phone with this person and I'm just going to figure out what I'm going to do about dinner. And I had a text message as I got off the phone, that Michelle, they said, Michelle, we have an extra meal that we'd love for you to come pick it up for you and your kids. And I just like full body nice. exhaled. And I said to the person, I said, you have no idea what an answer to prayer this is that you all have a meal for us tonight. Cause I didn't know what I was going to do about dinner. And they said, well, in that case, take two. And I That's was just beautiful. like, oh, yes. look at you showing off, you know, but he's showing me that so much of me leading my kids spiritually is in that kind of stuff where it's me saying now to my kids, guess what guys, I didn't know what I was going to do about dinner and I was stressed out. And here came God with not only one dinner, but two, Two. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, I think Mm -hmm. that's the incredible part of spiritual leadership is we think a lot of times about Bible study and structure and memorizing Mm -hmm. scripture verses Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But God Mm -hmm. really wants us to know him intimately Mm -hmm. in relationship. And that comes in frustration Mm -hmm that we allow, we allow mm-hmm. him to minister to us. In. And you know, when you listed those things, those are methods to a bigger goal, right? The bigger goal is to know God's voice. Mm-hmm. All God's word is his voice. And we want to know his voice because he's a good shepherd. Bible study, scripture memorization, that's to put it on our hearts so that we know it when we go. But the Bible study piece is, is a method to hey, this is how I get to know God's voice. And I think sometimes that can become a season of, well, I need to do it on Sunday morning at 10 or Wednesday night at five. And sometimes like if you have a newborn baby, okay, I got to figure out how, how, do, how can I learn God's voice when I'm up at three in the morning breastfeeding, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I had to do at that season was I just, if you have time, you can put some of your favorite scriptures or ask someone to give you that. Just say, put some really encouraging scriptures on one of those little three by five index cards. And at three in the morning, just read through them mm-hmm. while you're breastfeeding, yeah. you know? And, or it could be, Another thing you do if you're sitting in the car pickup line, um, uh, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go through some of these scriptures and, you know, and then ask the spirit, right? Spirit, which one of these do you want me to stop on and think about? And is there one in particular I want to try and memorize this week that I need? And I think that's the purpose of God's word and God's voice and, and Bible studies. And 
sometimes there are seasons where it's time to go in depth and and mm-hmm. do weeks at a time, and then sometimes they're not. Yeah. But the ultimate point, it's it's like almost the bigger picture there. It's because God invites us to know His Word because faith comes from hearing mm-hmm. and hearing from the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So when we hear His voice, which is knowing it and being in it. That's when we get the faith. Yeah. Right. And then we can recognize it as his voice because we've heard it before. And so, yeah, yeah, it's so that I can walk through that, you know, instance with the Mm -hmm. meal and go, that's you. I see you because I recognize what his promises to me are that he does promise to care for me and my kids. And now I have a tangible example of that, but it had to come from somewhere else first. I'd like to take a short pause from our conversation to mention our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that is available to you through an app. And in that app, you can chat with a counselor, you can schedule video sessions and get the support that you need to just become a better mom. As I mentioned before, sometimes the personal things that we're dealing with can take away from our parenting and the way that we want to relate to our kids. And I just found it so helpful to have a counselor to work through some of those things with. If you've been considering Christian counseling and would like to give Faithful Counseling a try, you can get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. Okay, so I love your idea though about these shortcuts of like having these cards and or having, you know, these little Mm -hmm. things that we're, you know, as we're listening in the car, our kids are listening to. And that even you've mentioned podcasts, but that can be worship music Mm -hmm. too. And and that that, there's so much stewardship and leadership that happens, even just in these little Mm -hmm. small things that might not necessarily be we're gonna sit down at dinner and have a Mm -hmm. Bible study and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. it comes to making this digestible for our kids, what are some other suggestions that you have as far as though maybe giving them a little more? of some of those formal things other than like church attendance, for example. Sure, sure. Um, I think just some really practical resources. Uh, one of the my favorites and, and talk to a lot of families is if you want something that's a little more formal, it's like the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm, Great example of that. Okay, <laughs> I love that yeah, thing. isn't it so mm-hmm, good? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I even hold on to one a copy for myself as an adult, but it's a chance to just read with them, you know, and it's also a chance, um, as my mentors have been teaching me, that there really is the power of praying over our children. And even if it's as they're going to bed, we may be tired. It may be, be I'm not qualified right now because you won't, you don't want to know what I did an hour ago. Mm. Nope. Pray. It's like time to intercede on behalf of that whole spiritual leader piece, right? Because when the pit bulls of darkness coming at your kid, they got to go through you to get through your kid to your kid, mm, yeah. period. So you, you put your jersey on, you lace up your shoes and that's, and for me, I'm more of like a routine piece. If I, if I have a routine, I kind of know this is when I do it at night. It's like, Hey, when I'm tucking you in bed, I'm just going to pray over you from head to toe. And um, as I have a 15 year old, because for teenagers, it's development appropriate, like friends are everything. Mm-hmm. I now include his friends. And so as I'm praying over him, I also pray over his friends oh, and I list them by name and uh, because they matter to him and if they matter to him, they matter to me, you know? And so let's, let's pray over these boys, you know, his, from his football team or his basketball team and, and his coaches and his teachers. And, you know, and I, as I just 
pray, it's it's beautiful because it's just inviting Jesus into my son's life, mm-hmm, both of them. Mm-hmm. So that's a good practical, and there is no perfect way to pray, right? Uh, it's just kind of talking to Jesus about your heart. And then over time, he grows you in ways to pray. But it's really, those are just some practical things. Yeah. I think that's great too, because I think we often look for what are those places I can connect with my child's life and my child's heart, especially as they Mm -hmm. get older, that they start to Mm -hmm. have this separate life from Mm -hmm. us. And I think, I think also too, with prayer, we forget so much that we do have to actually teach our kids how to talk to God and Mm -hmm. that in modeling it for them, that we're just pulling in all the pieces of their life that they recognize how much they then are able to bring their concerns to God because we're teaching them what that looks like. And mm-hmm. as we go back to that brokenness piece, it's like I've had to relearn that, that my conversations with God, not they're no longer, God, do this, please bless this person, da-da-da-da-da. You know, it's like, yeah, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, it's, it's really crying yeah. out and it's teaching our kids yeah. how to do the same thing. So exactly. as far as, let's talk a little bit about those teachable moments too. So okay. prayer, I think, is definitely one thing, as you mentioned, but there's also these teachable moments where it's like, we've actually not made the right choices or we've mm-hmm. had some failure or something that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Talk about how we can frame those in a spiritual sense that we can actually take some of those things that maybe we're not excited about or not proud of, but of that we can actually turn into those teachable moments for our teachable kids. Moments. Mm-hmm. Sure. One of the things I have found and mentors have taught me is the power of an apology. When I have failed or I've hurt my kid, it's super important that when I'm in a healthy place that I go back to them and I apologize, you know, and at the same time, if I've made a mistake and it wasn't intentional, I have to own my space and say, you know what, life happens. Mm -hmm. And when life doesn't roll that way, you speak that just say, hey, guys, this was my intention. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry it didn't work out. We're going to adjust. And it's teaching your kids in the moment how to pivot. Mm -hmm. And man, it's that growth mindset Mm -hmm. of there are times where things just don't work out. And even as adults, we're dealing with that on a regular basis, 2020 COVID Mm -hmm. quarantine, Mm -hmm. things just don't work out sometimes. And so how do we pivot? Mm -hmm. And when we have to deal with that, like with an audience of our children yes, <laughs> in real time, right? <laughs> you know, that's a teachable moment, yeah. but it's me learning that in front of them, you know? Yeah. And I think there is a little bit of that feeling like I have to have it all together in front of my kids. Cause I don't want them to see mm-hmm. me crumbling. I don't want them to see me cry. I don't want them to see me yeah. just losing my mind. And it just happens. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, we want to be aware to strengthen ourselves in our healing that our emotions and our reactions are not carrying the conversation, but that if they do happen, that we have the ability to go back to our kids, as you said, with an apology. Yes. There's so much yes. just, I, fi- I find even opportunity for them to give us grace and yes. to just model what that looks like back and forth. That failure, while it sometimes, again, is one of those things that feels like a disqualifier, Mm-hmm. It actually puts, I feel like it kind of puts mm-hmm. them in, in that other position where it's like, no, I have to come to you now mm-hmm. and, and kind of offer this up and, and ask for your mm-hmm. forgiveness. And I think mm-hmm. th- that can happen episodically, but can also happen with like, yeah, the reason we're in this situation right now is because I did X and now yes. I know I should have done Y and yeah. I just want you to know I'm aware of it and I'm working on mm-hmm. it. And I think there's so yeah. much in that transparency that 
allows our kids to trust us. And then that turns mm-hmm. into also the, them having an ability to trust God differently than maybe they have. Mm-hmm. Because, and this kind of goes into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, but very often kids depiction of God or their understanding of God is affected by the way that they've gone through things in life and with their mm-hmm. parents. So if they mm-hmm. feel that they're not able to trust a parent, they may then in turn say, well, I don't know if I can trust God. I don't know if God, if God is good. And mm-hmm. for a lot of single moms, dad is out of the picture or dad is disappointing for our kids mm-hmm. that he doesn't follow through and that kind of stuff. And so we have concern that there's an antagonistic side of parenting alone or co-parenting rather, where this person is either possibly putting in negative things, non-Christian type of teaching, or just Mm -hmm. in their example, being absent, being disappointing, as I said, those kind of things that we fear what that's going to do to our kids' relationship with God in that case. So as it comes to those kind of things, you know, how do you feel that we can address our kids' disappointments and frame their relationship with the Lord in that, in such a way that they can understand the difference between the two, especially as you having teenagers understand that they now are starting to form their own thoughts around this thing. And Mm -hmm. so if they may not fully trust us, you know, what it means to kind of speak into some of those disappointments so that they're able to start to have a healthy mindset going forward into the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's a couple of things there. Like one is it's just so important to let them know that that they're di- speaking out loud, like you're disappointed, you're disappointed that you don't have a dad. You're disappointed, and you know what? So is, is God. He is with you on this. He's sad too. This is not what he intended for life to be like. And I'm sad with you, and I'm I'm sorry we're here, you know. And normalizing their emotions because God's sad too, right? And so He is near to the brokenhearted, and He's not celebrating. He's sad, and He's. He, this goes back to the Garden of Eden. He's just, he's, this is why he sent Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. he's sad too. And so he is now going to do great things through Jesus. And so let's invite Jesus in, in our sadness. Let's feel our feelings. Let's acknowledge they're here, but we don't have to stay here because we have Jesus. So Jesus, we're sad. We're disappointed. Uh, we don't like how this has gone down. I need to tell you about it. This is how I feel for you or the child, right? And then it's, okay, but Jesus, we're also going to trust and believe and act as if it's done that you heal. So would you bring healing? Because that's what you say you do, right? Mm-hmm. So we were going to believe it. And we're, that's a promise that's guaranteed. I'm going to step into faith and trust that you're going to do it and act as if it's done, you know? So I think uh, stepping into them with those um, emotions and acknowledging them and validating them is helpful. And then the other thing that came to mind as, as I was listening to you was part of the parenting process as I'm finding with Jesus as he's teaching me is as my children get older, especially when it comes to teenagers, as they, like you said, are, are moving into their own personal relationships, which is our prayer, right? We want them to have their own personal relationships before they go off to college so that they can be grounded in that, is that I need to understand He is God in their life and I'm not. And sometimes in the intention of wanting to make sure I'm discipling my kids, um, making sure they know the Bible or, or these things, these expectations that I feel that that live out there sometimes, I can become God to my son instead of letting God be him. 
to him. Mm -hmm. And so when I come back with an apology, when I come back in my humanity and I own that in front of my sons, they see that I'm not God because God doesn't make mistakes and God doesn't fail and God's not all over the place, you know, Mm -hmm. he's consistent. And that's beautiful because it's almost a transference where, you know, you get these little ones and it's a tough, it's a, that's why I say parenting. It's in a hard because you get these little ones who are solely dependent upon you. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this newborn baby could die if I don't like hold my stuff right, together. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> you know? uh-huh, yeah. Super intense. And but then the the process uh when they especially begin to move into adolescence is it's time to recognize it's a transference. And what I've been doing this whole time is stewarding. I've been stewarding, mm-hmm. I have been nurturing these hearts and it's it's a process of letting go that's very natural very developmentally appropriate and um but it's definitely not easy and i think that's where uh it becomes again uh, you're evolving into now you don't need me anymore as much just to depend on as much as you need me to support you to help you figure out things for yourself to guide you uh, to own my mistakes and it becomes eventually peer to peer, you know? So I think those are just a few things that came to mind. That's something I feel too is, is always a difficult transition for parents anyway, is that you go from them being completely dependent on you, on you to being independent. Mm -hmm. And there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of an awkward dance that just naturally kind of happens there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have found that in bringing these things to God, I have found some peace in being able to say, Lord, I know that the road that I have walked has meant something for my kids though, too. Choices I've made, things that I've allowed, Mm -hmm. this is now their reality, but you're their God. You're their father Mm -hmm. more than I'm their mother. Mm -hmm. And that there's some things I'd love to be able to tell them, don't feel that way or or that kind of thing. Even Mm -hmm. if it's frustration with me and disappointment with me, that yeah. you're working in that, you're transforming mm-hmm. it. And yes, all I can do is do the best that I can do for my relationship with you and in yes. encouraging them to choose that same path, mm-hmm. but realizing that even if they do not, not or maybe not mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. that just as I had a wandering and many of us do have a wandering mm-hmm. and a calling back that our kids mm-hmm. can have a similar experience and their faith can actually be richer for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not done yet. And, and our love as a mom isn't going to change because our love's not conditional on whether or not our kids walk with the Lord. Because Jesus, I constantly look at the gospels. How many people did he heal who chose not to walk with him? A whole lot of people. Jesus loved them and he invited them in to follow him. But there were a lot of people he healed that received the healing and kept going, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things it's really powerful when you speak over your children. Uh, I do hope one day you'll choose the faith that I've chosen personally and your dad's chosen personally or whatever. But I hope that you, I, I hope you know that regardless of what you choose, my love for you will not change. It's mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. you know, because that's how Jesus feels about me. And mm-hmm. so I get to pass that on to them yeah. is um, regardless of your choices, my love stands and my love will look different as a parent, different personalities with boundaries, but my love is here, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that makes sense. Yes, yeah. 100%. And I think the thing 
that as we look at our kids gaining that independence, that we realize that unconditional love is one of the best things that we can model for them. It doesn't mean there's not, as you just said, perfectly boundaries. There may be boundaries mm-hmm. in the way that if our kids are, sure. are doing hurtful things, hurtful to themselves, hurt, you know, that we yes. don't want those to then mm-hmm. come back into the mm-hmm. family unit to cause some disruption and some discord mm-hmm. there, but that the love is always evident. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the characteristics of God that we can just grab onto and model, even in failure, even in disappointment, even in all of these things that have not gone maybe the way that they're supposed to, mm-hmm. that, but if we receive that that's how God loves us first and really, truly soak that in and let, you know, and I mm-hmm. get what you're talking about with shame because I feel the same way, but if we would allow him to cover all those things that we're afraid to let go and 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 receive that love deeply, that we can understand that though our children may make mistakes or wrong mm-hmm. choices or choices that we wouldn't like mm-hmm. them to make, that yeah. that is still a powerful opportunity for us to steward and disciple them, even when they don't want us to disciple That's them, right. that, that That's unconditional right. love is still a powerful place that God can work through in their lives, however long, you know, this mm-hmm. road may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, it, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so encouraged by what you're saying. I've, so mm-hmm. much of what you've talked about just mm-hmm. gives me such a boost of like, um, okay, we can do this. We can do this. We're doing this. <laughs> that's right. We've got this. Yes. Cheer each other on. Yes. Yes. Cheer yes. Each other on. Elizabeth, I ask every guest the same question as we near the end of the conversation. And that okay. is if there was just one more thing that you would want a single mom to know, what would that be? Kindness to yourself. You got a lot going on and uh, not going to get any further being hard on yourself. The only thing that's going to do is, is uh, keep you farther from the freedom that God has for you. So he is not disappointed. And as a Christ follower, when God looks upon you, he sees Jesus in you. And that's just facts. Like when he looks at you, he sees Jesus in you and he's not disappointed in Jesus. And that's, that's what's beautiful about Colossians 3, 1 through 3 is you're hidden in Christ. And so that love is there and that could be a minute by minute belief, but it would be, you know what? I need to give grace to myself because I got a lot going on. Single mom, which means I have a whole lot of roles to play. And just to be honest, the roles are so great. It's, it's impossible for one person to do it, but out of whether it be shame or whatever, I'm going to try and make up for both of those roles. And that's, that doesn't have to be because it can be uh, that again, a supernatural experience of Jesus. I need you to step in. Um, if I have to wear the parent, the father hat today, I need you to be the mom hat for them somehow, some way, bring a village of other people to, to be the mom hat for, so I can be the father role right now or vice versa. And, and it's just, uh, kids are resilient and they are, they are quick to forgive. And so a kid is going to grow more when they see a parent acknowledge they don't have it all together and they have Jesus than if they see a parent trying to have it all together and picking up that, that guard and that performance of, well, you know what, I'm doing the best I can, you know, versus that piece of, Hey, I don't have it all together. I'm sorry. We're here. And Jesus bring joy, bring joy. You promise joy, bring life. You promise life, abundant life, not just life, abundant life. You promise that. So 
I'm expecting and waiting. And, and so obviously this is the kind of importance of emotional intelligence, which is, is understanding, acknowledge the emotions and let's move to the truth that Jesus brings healing and, and in the waiting grace to yourself, grace to yourself because he's giving it. And it's usually more about, will I give it to myself? And he's got it in full. I mean, in full, it's it, he's dosing it on you. So that would be uh, the one piece for sure that I would share. We just have to receive it. We don't even have to make it. We don't have to That's right. do it. It's no. already done. We just yeah. have to open it yeah, up and say, right. I, he did this for me and it's already there for me and I'm going to grab it. That's it. It's like a gift. Like when somebody mm-hmm. gives you a gift. Mm-hmm. You hold it, but you still have the responsibility of opening it up to mm-hmm. take it out. Mm-hmm. And that's it. He, he gives it to you, but we have the responsibility of receiving it. Mm-hmm. And, and it could be as simple as I need your help to learn how to receive this gift because I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I've got too much going on in me to be able to receive grace. So would you show me how? Yeah. You know, it's a simple uttering, of, uh, an utterance of uh, just... I need you, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so mm-hmm. good, Elizabeth. Thank you so, so much for everything that you mm-hmm. have poured into this conversation. So much mm-hmm. wisdom, so much encouragement. I'm so thankful for you. Mm-hmm. I want to know for listeners who want to know more about ministry to parents and how they can connect with you, how mm-hmm. can they keep up with what you have? Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for inviting me as mm-hmm. we've been talking. I just picture these moms, you know, and, and, uh, just my heart. I'm just, I'm, I'm cheering for them. I'm excited. I know great things in my head and, mm-hmm. uh, um, cause that's guaranteed with Jesus. So, um, doesn't mean suffering's not there, but Jesus is so good in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> He's right. so good in mm-hmm. it. So that's why I can say there's good coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm just cheering for them. And, um, one of the things that I'm going to give you and you can, uh, give to uh, the listeners is, um, parent prayer cards that we've designed. We oh, give right. these to our, our membership and it's basically, it's just cut and paste. They literally print it out cut it and you can it's a prayer that you can pray over your kid or teenager and you just write their name in and you can if they drive put it in the dashboard of their car if they're six put it on their little mirror where they brush their teeth mm-hmm. um or you could tuck it under their pillow so many fun things and their favorite lovey or wherever so i'm going to give that to your audience and it's just little parent prayer cards and then ministryofparents.com is our website and we actually work with church leaders and so if any of uh, your audience are part of a, a church organization, they could talk to their children's minister or youth minister and about, we just partner with them and mm-hmm. they go there at ministryparents.com. Another thing I want to give your listeners is if you go to ministryparents.com and it's a shop button, we do have for parents a family Bible series and it is on Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And we designed it because it's just family devotionals to be able to kind of talk through. And how it is, is it's just a printout that you can do. And it's like a sheet that if you're sitting at dinner, it's literally just read through chapter one, that's it. And then discuss it. And the sheets help you talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's got little questions. And so there's not a track because we're just on the go, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like, Hey, let's just discuss this for a second. And it kind of helps parents because so many moms can feel awkward talking about it. They'll say, I don't even know. I don't want to talk about this stuff mm-hmm. with them because if they ask questions, I won't know the answer. Yes, uh-huh. 
And so that's what we try to help parents with is uh, we even have a little ebook in there called Big Questions, Simple Answers. Mm -hmm. So if they get asked questions, they can kind of, it just helps parents. And there's a, it's called the family Bible series. It's on ministryparents.com, the shop, and it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And you'll want to click on the individual use because we have one for churches, but we have one for the individual as well. And if your listeners want to do that, I created a coupon code called Agape Moms. Real simple. Easy. <laughs> so if you put the individual uh, in the cart and do uh, Agape Moms, uh, that'll take 40% off awesome. of those four products of Matthew, Mark, Weaver, John. That's so, incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. So generous. And as she said, you know, we'll, we'll have all of that lined up so that you can just click on the show notes and easily be able to access all of these incredible tools that they have. But Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm just so thank appreciative you. of your heart for this and just mm-hmm. the continued work that you do to help out parents like me. <laughs> well, thank you for what you're doing with Agave Moms. I think it's very powerful. I love that you're just, you're stepping into the arena and you are uh, living your life as a beautiful example of, hey, uh, let's just keep going together. Yeah. And uh, you're creating a community. So way to go, girl. Thanks. <laughs> Yay, God. <laughs> Elizabeth mentioned some fantastic resources at the end of our conversation. And so I've got links to those in the show notes, as well as the 40% off promotion code that she mentioned. Additionally, I actually created a resource for ministry to parents, and it is a three-page PDF that relates to different ways that we need to relate differently to our kids when they are stepping through a difficult season, like trauma and divorce, and how we can go about reestablishing trust with them. And I will have a link to that resource in the show notes as well. Other things that I want to draw your attention to, Agape Moms has a private Facebook group where you can walk through this season of single motherhood with other moms. To join that group, all you need to do is go to Facebook and search for us at Agape Moms and then click on the groups tab and submit your request. Additionally, if you'd like to follow along with us on Instagram, you can find us at Agape Moms. I've also recently created a weekly guided scripture meditation devotional video to go along with every episode of the podcast. And it's just a few minutes and you could listen to it first thing in the morning to start your day, just to be encouraged by God's word and to start to figure out ways that you may want to apply what you're learning here on the podcast to your daily life. You can get notifications when those videos are released by subscribing to the Agape Moms YouTube channel. I'm so glad you could join me for this conversation. I also want to thank you so much for your subscriptions and your ratings and your reviews. They are such a boost to see what God is doing in your life through the things that you're learning here on the podcast. And as we've wrapped up this conversation, I know that you may be excited to go out and try some of the things that you've heard today. You may also be a little bit nervous about it. And either way, I just pray that you would know in that process that God is with you in it and that He is growing you at the same time as He's growing your kids. And through it all, I just pray that you would know that you are seen and you are beloved.